Hello and welcome to another Super Bowl episode of the Chiefs Bros Podcast. Super Bowl! Another one. You're so spoiled, Jonathan. Um, yep. So, let's start off tonight with a moment of silence. Oh? Yeah. For uh, for the Jags and Trevor Lawrence. For uh, for the Bengals mm. and Joe Burrow. Um, probably at some point for the Chargers, for uh, you know, for them and Justin Herbert and all the all the could have beens, um, for Russell Wilson and the Broncos yeah. and Nathaniel Hackett, rest in obscurity. I forgot like half these teams and players existed. Yeah, like I'm, I'm all it's all Eagles and Chiefs in my mind. I don't well, know. Jonathan, for I'll the, give a crap about nothing. For the right purposes now. of the the, uh, the remaining 2022 season, they don't exist. Yeah, because only the Chiefs and the Eagles remain. Now, once you're out of the playoffs and I've like thoroughly made fun of you enough, like you're gone from my mind. Like, mm-hmm. check you later, Chargers. See you next year. Well, it's already next year for them. <laughs> Think about it. It's kind of like a, uh, a superposition. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs are still playing in the postseason. The Chargers are on to being the, the offseason favorites. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Like in the song, it's the final countdown. It is. it is Super Bowl week. The second week of Super Bowl week is the longest week of the year. Wouldn't you agree? It is because like the uh, the adrenaline's worn off. You know, um, it's a it's a mix of boredom and nervous like anxiety. You know, I'm starting to feel a little bit. I feel like after we beat the Bengals, like there was just a week there where like you just could not tell me nothing. I was I was so excited. Yeah. Felt so good. It's like, oh yeah, two weeks of asking in the glory at Super Bowl. Just strutting around, telling them, tell them how it is. Yeah. And now it's getting, uh, it's getting down to crunch time. Yeah. Feeling, feeling a little, uh, vicarious nerves. Hey, it's go time, man. I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's, in all this, I'm kind of trying to just, like, just relax and enjoy it and realize, like, it didn't used to be this way. It's not this way for most people. You know, having your team play in the Super Bowl, it doesn't come around all the time. It's funny, being in, like, your third go-round the Super Bowl, like, everything already feels a little bit old hat. Like, yeah. The whole, like, media day nonsense. It's funny, and I enjoy it, but it's, like, third time round, it's like, eh, I'm not that interested in this. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm trying to kind of force myself some media coverage. Um, yeah. I think what we're hearing here is that now, as fans, we have playoff experience. We have, yes. we have Super Bowls. Where we act like we've been there, you know? Yeah. We have. This is this must be what it's like to be a Patriots fan. Or at least, uh, you know, I don't I don't like what you just did there, but I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you, I just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got some more on that later. I got some I got some thoughts about the Patriots. I will say it this is gonna sound so uh so entitled, but it felt like the season really started in the conference championship. He was like, okay, oh this, this is what we've been waiting for. Everything else is kind of assumed. <laughs> now it's time. The season doesn't start till December. The season doesn't start till mid-January. Patriot over there. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited. I think maybe one of the reasons that like this week has felt so long and the media portion of it has felt so disinteresting to me is that there's not really any like animosity between these teams. It's hard to follow up Bengals week, you know? Like, there was some real vitriol um, and angst there, at least from mm-hmm. the, the fans' perspective, towards the Bengals. Yeah. For the Eagles, I don't know. I got nothing. I mean, their fans are scumbags, but they kind of 
lean into that. Yeah, you know? I don't feel any kind of way about the Eagles. I can't tell you there's a player that I don't like. I, I mean, I, Jalen Hurts is fun to watch. I don't know how good he is, really. Um, yeah, I mean, Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni is like that guy from your high school who like eventually ends up being a success. It's like, hey, good for him. I did not expect. I did not expect yeah. this, but. It's kind of like both him and Brian Dayball are like guys who were on. They, they were involved in various failures of the Chiefs' past. Mm-hmm. I never expected to see them in successful head coaching situations. It's weird how those guys just like pop up years later. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I, I mean, good for them. I'm happy, but I'm still I'm still surprised that Nick Sirianni is now a Super Bowl coach. There's not much to say about this Eagles team. Like, Hertz is good. Um, he seems like a nice guy. I don't have any opinions on him. Yeah. Um, Sirianni, he seems like a good coach. I, I two like three weeks ago, I'm not sure I could tell you what he looked like. <laughs> like if you just had like a like a stand up with like ten white guys in the police station, I couldn't have picked him he's out. The Zach Taylor of the NFC. Yeah, I mean, I could have picked out Zach Taylor because he's like boring in mm-hmm. almost a noticeable way, and yeah, now I can. Sirianni is like boring in a non-noticeable way. Um, I'm still not sure I could pick him out of the crowd. Um, but yeah, Sirianni, that is their coach. He's the Italian one. Um, this is just his second year, isn't it? It is. It is. And I, and I think he had like such a weird introductory press conference where he just looked totally over his head. Did he? I, that, I, see, I don't even remember that. It wasn't quite Adam Gase, but it was, it was, oh, uh, oh, that, oh. that level of cringe. Adam Gase chasing that taco still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't look high. He just looked like, you know, it was his first time talking at a press conference, which who knows, maybe. Uh, but yeah, he's done well. Um, is he, I don't know. Is, is he an offensive guy, defensive guy? I don't. I don't Nom- know. Nominally, nominally an offensive guy. Even though I feel like they're kind of a, I don't think he's a quarterback whisperer. I don't know. This this guy got his start in the NFL because he was gym buddies with Todd Haley. Wow. Now let that one sink in for a minute. Wow. I want to meet some of uh, Todd Haley's other gym buddies. This is kind of like... I feel like that's an interesting cast of characters. I feel like he's the ultimate nepotism hire. Um, Not so much because of family relations, but... Like, Todd Haley, the whole reason he was in the NFL is because of nepotism. Because he didn't play football or coach football at all until, like, well into... Like, he basically was, like, played golf in college, and his dad was a a famous coach with the Steelers. Mm -hmm. So that's how he got into the NFL. So it's like... Not only did you, I mean, like, Sirianni played football, but it's like, not only did you not play in the NFL, it's like he got into the NFL because he knew Todd Haley in a outside of work capacity. That's just weird. Really? I mean, hey, I guess there's not a wrong way to get involved in the NFL, but that was weird. Where did he come from before Philly? Sirianni. Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, his first job, I believe, was with the Chiefs. Like, what coaching staff did he come out of? The Todd Haley, he's, he's the he is the Todd Haley coaching tree. What? That can't be right. I'm telling you. Where where? What was his job before he was hired as the Philly coach? Oh, okay, so I'm, you know, I love trying to answer questions that we could just look at Wikipedia, but I believe his previous stops included at least, um, at least Indianapolis, because I think he he he's more of a Frank Reich. Type guy, okay. Like he worked for Frank Reich in Indiana. Okay, that makes sense. I think he might have even been. I think he, he somehow worked for both Todd Healy and Romeo Cornell 
in Kansas City. And Andy Reid shows up like, get this jabroni out of here. I will never face you in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I will never regret this decision. <laughs> get out of here. Um, and then I don't, I don't, I think he just kind of like took what little experience he had and went and peddled it around and somehow got on the Colts staff. There might have been a stop in between there. Um, but I think, I remember whenever he was named the Colts offensive coordinator, I'm like, him? That guy? Are you sure? Um, so yeah, he ended up in Philadelphia. And I, I have a really hard, he, he's kind of like the, the Zach Taylor in that I don't know whether to attribute any of their success to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just, I mean, I think Howie Roseman's actually a pretty good GM. It seems like he gets more of the shine for the yeah. Eagles and their current success. Because I think everyone uh, really likes uh, all of his draft picks and like the moves that they made this year especially to create this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it is crazy. Like This team was in the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Philly's, Philly's weird um, for lots of reasons. But the, the, the speed with which they go from Super Bowl champs or Super Bowl appearance or like, you know, really what, what anyone else would define as success to like a couple years later having the knives out for their coach mm-hmm. is incredibly fast. Like Andy Reid was there for 13 years. Um, and I, I still like, it's still weird, a little bit weird to me to think about Andy Reid as like the Chiefs coach, even though he spent half his career up nearly in Kansas City. See, that's funny because me as more recent younger fan, it's weird for me to think about Andy Reid as a Philly coach. It's almost like if Mike Tomlin went and coached like the Arizona Cardinals or something. He seems way too nice for that city. Yeah, it's just like if all of a sudden halfway through, you know, like I grew up with Andy Reid. I don't remember a time when Andy Reid was not the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Uh, before, Most people don't. Before then. <laughs> um, but yeah, eventually they got tired of what what they came to see as mediocrity, like doing the big one. Uh, and fired fired Andy Reid, brought in Chip Kelly, which was, you know, a pretty big mistake. Um, and at one point in there, I think Howie Roseman, their GM, lost a power struggle with Chip Kelly. Oh, that's which is right. A pretty he, hilarious uh, thing to think about. Now. I was listening to a on like another podcast this week, he like got banished to like a different side of the building. Didn't he? Yeah, so I don't know if he's out and out fired or just demoted, to like the, demoted into oblivion or what. The shady annex with like the IT guys or something. Uh, but he, I guess he either hung on long enough or was in enough good graces that whenever Chip Kelly eventually got fired, uh, Howie Roseman was brought back. Uh, and and I mean, I think objectively has done a good job building the roster. Um, they also, I mean, they also so they got. Hi, Roseman. Got Doug Peterson, which was, to me, Doug Peterson was like the ultimately, that was the ultimate, we are sorry we fired Andy Reid. We're going to buy dollar store Andy Reid. Yeah. Bring him in. It's like, I want Andy Reid. It's like, we have Andy Reid at home. <laughs> Andy Reid at home. <laughs> Doug Peterson. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it worked out. It, it was did. Like an insane run that they, they won. Had. They won an improbable Super Bowl with Nick Foles somehow. Uh, they prevented the Brady and the Patriots from getting to the ring, though, so eternally grateful for that. Also, there was a there was a time in about 2017 when people thought that Carson Wentz was not just a franchise quarterback, but was a prohibitive MVP favorite. Hmm. Let that sink in for a minute. No, I I remember that. Like that was what year was that? Was that 2000? It was it was 17 heading to 18. Yeah, because like, 18 18 is when they won it, right? Yes. Or maybe it was maybe it was eighteen. 
No, 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 no. It was 17 that they, when they won it. Right? I'm, I'm losing track. Again, things you can easily look up on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, anyway, Carson Wentz got hurt. Nick Foles took over. I can't remember. Was it in the playoffs or was it like during the regular season? No, uh, Wentz got hurt. Like, it was like two games to go. Okay. And Foles came in. I think it was bad. And then just went on one of the most insane playoff tears in, in the NFL. That was very vindicating for me because I'd always been a fan of Nick Foles. Like, I always, like, he came out with, like, Ryan Tannehill and, like, Johnny Manziel. I think, well, maybe not both those guys, but somewhere in there. And I was like, man, Tan- or, uh, or Nick Foles. Nick Foles. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Foles guy. He's better than all the rest of these guys. And he, I mean, he won a Super Bowl. He did. That's true. Um, but, yeah, then the, then I guess they had a couple bad years, and they they turned uh, old Doug out on his ear. And now they got the Nick Sirianni. And, you know, it's how do you win? You know, I mean, if either you don't make the Super Bowl and you're you get the Andy Reid treatment, which is like, oh, we can't win the big one, or you win the Super Bowl and then two years later they're like, oh, we have a losing record, you're gone. Well, Andrew, I mean, that's the nature of the scumbag fan. I yeah, guess that's what you do. I you guess. Know? Uh, it just feels like they're they're churning through quality coaches at a at alarming rate. Yeah, I mean, okay, so the. It's crazy to me that they're back in the Super Bowl five years after winning the Super Bowl and totally cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. As far as like coaches, most players, including including quarterback, yeah. And then they're back here. I mean, that's it is impressive. Um, I can, can I say um, if we get into like some of the storylines for the Super Bowl, yeah. Um, I, there's ones that you've probably heard about, like the Kelsey brothers, mm-hmm. Andy Reid, obviously being in Philly. Yep. Um, it's crazy to me that there are players playing for the Eagles in this game that were drafted by Andy Reid. Well, is that not is that not crazy? I believe the only two that I know of are Jason Kelsey, mm-hmm. who who honestly that he was also instrumental in Andy Reid drafting Travis Kelsey, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, two, Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. And Fletcher Cox was one of those, whenever Brett Veach was hired as the GM of the Chiefs, I remember everyone was like, oh, he's got the magic touch. He's the one who pounded the table for Fletcher Cox. He's the one who pounded the table for Deshaun Jackson. Um, and it ends up turning out he was the one who pounded the table for Mahomes. Mm. Um, so the table got pounded. Yeah, yeah, real table pounder, that Brett Veach. And one of them was Fletcher Cox. So I'll have to follow up with that. Um... Yeah, it's just crazy to me that like, like three or four coaching staffs later, there's like the guy that's still there. Yeah, uh, that's bonkers. Um, I I will say, we may get meta here for a bit. I'm not tired of the Kelsey brothers storyline. I'm tired of people saying that they're tired about the Kelsey brothers storyline. Like that instantly became like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about this. It's cool, people enjoy it. I don't know, especially if you're like, like a football person. That's neat, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, you're right. It's different. We get so gosh darn commodity about Listen, Super Bowl this. This is this is one of the the rich folk problems of having your team in the Super Bowl is that all the normies in the mainstream culture are now exposed to the eccentricities of your team. Mm. Uh, Andy Reid likes cheeseburgers, whereas Hawaiian shirts. Patrick Mahomes likes ketchup. Used to play baseball. Talks funny. Um, Tony Gonzalez used to play basketball. I don't know. That's that's pretty uh, that's pretty old old school, but. 
yeah, all of these things that you've known about for five years are now new to people who are watching the Chiefs, which is kind of funny because, you know, they went through this this particular washing machine like twice in the last three years. Yeah. You think they'd be pretty familiar with the Ross yeah, you think they're you can think they're out of storylines, but uh they're not. Well, I was I always wish honestly that Jason Kelsey had found a way to the Chiefs because he's such an awesome player and he he's got so many connections. That's another storyline is you have probably the best and the second best uh, centers in the mm, NFL. The center head to head, yeah. Well, definitely the best center in most of the respective league, which leads me to deduce that center is the most important position in football in terms of building a championship team. I mean, it's literally called center. It's right there yeah. in the name. Yeah. Uh, or- both of them are uh, what you might call franchise centers. Mm, yeah. yeah. We're calling that. Hold it down up front. Mm-hmm. Um, so this still identity stock. Chiefs identity. Mm. Andy Reid. Yep. Pat Holmes. These throw are, in the ball. Yeah. Defense. Optional. Optional. <laughs> That's the way to put it. Optional. Um, but the Eagles, different, very different identity, you know? Yeah. More kind of known as being built around like the GM and really talented players. Um, a lot more running the ball, uh, really built through like the offensive and defensive line, I think. So kind of, you have kind of a, a mixed match of identities here. I like it. It's kind of like when the Chiefs play the Niners, you know, run yeah. game, pass game. Yeah. Um, um, if I may, you may. One storyline. Because we're talking about storylines and how we don't like them. One storyline that's emerging. Like story. One storyline that's emerging in this game is the two different ways to build a roster, where you have like. The very solid roster with a you know second or third tier quarterback, or you have the superstar ro- superstar quarterback with a, an okay roster. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know if that fits for the Eagles. I don't think it fits for the Chiefs because I don't really view the Chiefs as having you know a middling roster outside of Mahomes. I think the Chiefs have a very good roster outside of Mahomes. It's a it's to me it's more like a top heavy. Roster that, that the Chiefs are could be top heavy veteran core roster versus the Eagles, um, who de- they definitely have some like veterans that they're playing well as well, um, but more kind of built through the draft. I don't know. These aren't perfect, but I mean the, comparisons. The, to me, the Chiefs, like the depth of the Chiefs rosters, is basically defined by the last two draft classes. Yeah, because you've got guys like you know, like Nick Bolton and Willie Gay and Jarius Sneed and all of the corners we drafted this year. Uh, all you know, all hitting at least right now. And then on the offense, offensive side, you've got like Pacheco and Creed Humphrey and uh, Trey Smith, like guys that we, we drafted pretty deep. You know, so it's not like we. I think I think what everyone's trying to describe the Chiefs as, which is kind of a, a misnomer, is the Green Bay Packers. We have a premier quarterback and a pretty weak roster outside of that. Yeah. Uh, or or like peak Indianapolis Colts. Like with like Peyton Manning and a bunch of Jags. Yeah, they're getting kind of cast in that light up against the Eagles, who are like strong across the board. You know, yeah. really solidly, no weaknesses. Um, I think it's, I think it's exaggerated, though, don't you? Yes, I do, and I think the reason for that is that the Eagles are playing the rookie quarterback playbook, which is we have a cheap quarterback. Let's put a ton of talent around him and make a run. Yeah. I don't think this is quite the same as what the Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals ha- are doing or have done because I don't really think Jalen Hurts is in that 
in an echelon. Oh, I mean, you know, he's certainly a rookie quarterback. Yeah, um, yeah, but I don't, maybe not I, as I don't know as those other guys. Exactly, I don't know if they've got the pieces to make a legit run. I, mean, I guess they're here. You know, they're in the Super Bowl. The run has been made. It's like, are they going to finish it? Yeah, I just I don't I don't know if that roster construction playbook is going to work out as well for the Eagles as it has for some of these other AFC teams. Well, they got to play the Chiefs, so yes, they do. I think it's not going to work out. And Jonathan, you know the difference between the Chiefs. Um, and most of the teams that the Eagles have played so far is? What's that? Chiefs in AFC. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. And, and I think, um, in my opinion, the AFC is a harder field to get through, to get the Super Bowl. Uh, but I know you've got some thoughts on the Eagles. Boy, do I have some thoughts. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting in thinking about how I have approached these three Super Bowls that the Chiefs have been in. Cause I was, not confident at all going to the 49ers Super Bowl. I thought that was going to be really tough. Yeah. I was extremely confident going into the Super Bowl against the Bucks. In hindsight, big mistake. <laughs> Offensive line is important, as it turns out. Um, so let me just go ahead and start off by saying I am feeling dangerously confident about this game. See, I think that's, that's contrary to most, at least most national media who favor the Eagles slightly. They yeah. just, here was the Eagles. Well, story. again, the, the desert people. Uh, the, can't trust them. Can't trust them. They're going to shoot your starship and steal your robots. Um, but yeah, they're giving, they're giving the Eagles a few points, I think. Mm-hmm. Or giving us a few points? I don't know how it works. But they're their favorites. Um, my thoughts on the Eagles are... Take a look at who they play. Because the Chiefs, on the other hand... They've played some good teams and in the AFC like you were talking about. They've played, um, I know they're ended in like hilarious fashion, but they played the Chargers twice, team that people were picking for the Super Bowl, beat them twice. Um, they played the Bengals and the Bills close in the regular season, lost both those games, but they were close. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up beating the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. Yep. Uh, they beat the Jaguars, one of the hottest teams in football, Yep. Uh, towards the end there. Um, they smashed the 49ers um, whenever they had, like, a healthy quarterback. Which is maybe the most surprising result of any of you mentioned here. Yeah. So the, the Chiefs have played good teams. They had wins against quality opponents, right? Right. I'm going to read you a list of the teams that the Eagles have beat this year. And what I want you to do is stop me whenever you hear a quality opponent. Doesn't have to be a great, doesn't have to be like a Super Bowl contender. Just let me know when you're like, oh, that's a that's a good team, that's a quality one. Okay? Sure. Here we go. A little experiment for us. Week one. Lions. And just stop me whenever you hear one. Okay, I'm just gonna roll through these. So we've got Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jags, eh, they were they were bad whenever they played them though. Well, okay, some of these teams really quickly. The Giants and Vikings in particular. Well, I haven't gotten the Giants yet. Do you not see them? No. no. I haven't gotten there yet. Or even the Lions, for that matter. Like, the Vikings was a team that finished with a good record, but was not ex- exposed to not be good. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very far. So, Jags, continuing on. Yep. Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Cowboys. Hey, the Cowboys were a good team, right? Except for when they beat the Eagles really badly. Spoiler alert. Um, oh, wait a minute. There's there's an asterisk here. Um, Dak was not playing that game. We had a Cooper Rush 
Ah, so the Cooper Rush Cowboys. Beat them. Steelers. Texans. Um, they lost to the Commanders. That's funny. Um, they narrowly beat the Colts. Who would lose to the Colts? <laughs> couldn't be, couldn't be me. Couldn't be my team. They would never win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Packers. Again, that was when the Packers were bad. I mean, they've been bad all year, but. They need to be bad. Uh, Titans. Oh, so bad. Giants. We'll, we'll get to the Giants. Yep. Bears. Uh, lost to the Cowboys. In fairness, they were, they lost their starting quarterback. Had Gardner Minshew in there. Uh, lost to the Saints, too. Again with Minshew. Then they beat the Giants. And now we get to the playoffs. When you normally face very good teams. Yeah. If you're in the uh, they beat the Giants again. And then they beat the 49ers minus any quarterbacks. So the regular season was a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the playoffs and they play the Giants, a team that vastly overperformed their talent level. Like if you look at the roster of the Giants, that team was designed to win like three or four games. They overperformed for sure. They way overperformed, and they they limped into the playoffs. They beat the fraudulent Vikings. That was a very talent deficient team. That was like Bama playing Missouri. Um. So yeah, that 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 win is not impressive. Being Daniel Jones, that does not impress me at all. Uh, and then they played the 49ers. The 49ers are a very good team. Team I was very high on. They lose Brock Purdy, their third starting quarterback, I might mention. Yeah. Unlike the second play of the game, Josh Johnson comes in, uh, proceeds to pee down his leg, and then get it, gets injured. And they've got nobody. They've got literally nobody. Literally nobody. They, they have Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy who cannot throw a pass more than like five yards. Christian McCaffrey threw it to a spot where there was no one on the screen. Yeah. No, not, not either team. No one. Just green yeah. grass. Which is, again, kind of funny, but also, they had no quarterback. Yeah. It, it was the most win-by-default game I've ever seen in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the, the 49ers, is like their controller disconnected, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's just, just no chance. It, by the way, I watched the mic mic'd up of that game. Watching the 49ers players realize that they didn't have any quarterbacks left and just, like, had no shot in this game, even though, like, the game was, like, on the scoreboard competitive... That was that was sad to see. So just putting that in there, I feel bad for the Niners fans. Yeah, it's kind of like you still got to play another half of football when your season's over. Yeah, yeah, it's such a foregone conclusion, and like nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Um, it that sucked. So the Eagles, to sum up, in summation, mm-hmm. they ain't played nobody played in the regular nobody. season. They ain't played nobody in the playoffs, and, and uh, they. No, don't get me wrong, they destroyed the Giants and they destroyed the Niners, but neither one of those wins impressed me at all. It's I mean, the, like, the Jags, the Trevor Lawrence Jags, was way better than both of those teams. I think it, it, most people at this point would say the best three teams in the NFL are the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals. And throw the Eagles in there in the mix somewhere. The Eagles have not played any of those other teams yeah. this year, right? No. And the last time they did... I mean, they they got beat by the Chiefs pretty bad last year. Yeah, right. Uh, which you know, again, I don't, I don't think that game matters very much. Uh, the rosters are so different now. Mm-hmm. But my point is, what is the most impressive win that the Eagles have had this whole year, including playoffs? Serious question. Giants. 
What are the Giants? Times? The Vikings, I suppose. The Daniel Jones Giants? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like, if you look at the list of quarterbacks that they've played, this is a little bit insane. like, there was a year the Chiefs somehow faced the backup quarterback like half the time. I think that was the last year. We were like, there was like a, a middle stretch of the season where we played like a whole bunch of real bad quarterbacks. Yeah, it's a little bit like that where the Chiefs were revealed maybe to be not quite as good as we thought they were because they kept roughing up on the JV squad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, you're right. You know, it feels like it's been a long time. Really since, like, the, you might just say since Mahomes, but really since the NFC quarterback started, whenever Tom Brady left, I think, the NFC, and after he started to decline a little bit, and Breeze declined a little bit, and it's now retired, and Aaron Rodgers decided to go hide in the cave. Um... There's just a major dearth of quality franchises in the NFC. Yeah. Like, you've got these these franchises, like, I would say, quality franchises in, in the AFC. Chiefs, Bills, uh, Ravens, still. Um, Bengals, I guess. Jaguars are on the upswing, I think. They, they might be that. Uh, the, the Bengals, I'll charitably say that they're a quality franchise, even though I, I think that in the coming years it will be revealed they are not actually. It's very charitable of you. Very kind. Uh, and somehow the Steelers still have a winning record every year. Eh. Uh, quality franchise in the NFC? Uh, Niners? Especially if you look at, like, what is what are the top-tier teams in the NFC? Look at yeah. what happened to the Bucks. They fell off hard. Look what happened to the Rams. They fell off hard. Yeah. The Packers... Um, like the, the NFC West used to be a powerhouse. Yeah. And now it is just the Niners who, once every two years, the Niners will injure themselves to death. This year, it hit the quarterback room particularly hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seahawks, yeah, they got Geno, but they're not what they were. I think the Seahawks are a great example of this. Like, you have a team like the Seahawks that, I mean, it is impressive what they did this year, but that was a very average to mediocre team. Yeah. They got to the playoffs and was one of the better teams in the NFC this year. Yeah, I mean, because again, just a bunch of not very good teams. The Cardinals never happened. Um, the Rams imploded majorly. It, it, I cannot believe. Think in your mind. One year ago, the Rams won the Super Bowl. Can I? How hard is that to believe? Posit two quick points. Yeah. Uh, number one, it is literally like historically the worst Super Bowl defense in history. So like the most hardcore Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. Uh, in NFL history. And number two, you remember how I said the Bengals didn't really deserve, deserve to be in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. I started to have second thoughts about that Rams team that won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but that's for another time. Yeah. Anyways, we're talking about the Eagles. They ain't played nobody. Yeah. And they haven't. I mean, their their best win is against, like, what? The Giants? The yeah, Vikings? Just, the Lions? I think... You're just seeing the result of it being an extremely weak conference this year in particular. And they had a very weak schedule, you know? Yeah. Were they a first-place team last year? No. Last year, they were, I think, a wild-card team that got into the playoffs, and they got smoked by the Bucks. That makes a big difference, playing a first-place schedule or not. Yeah. Especially, like, if you have a third- or fourth-place schedule. Yeah. Now, again, we're fair and balanced on this podcast, so... To be fair, to be fair, yep. you don't get to pick who you play. Nope. And they earned the one seed, and so they got the easier schedule. 
And they, they beat a lot of these teams in pretty convincing fashion. So if I was, if the Chiefs were in their place, I would be making those points. Like, we didn't choose to play all these easy teams. We didn't choose to have, like, the easiest playoff stretch ever. Yeah. Although we had the one seed, so, like, you know, we put ourselves in a position to succeed. So that is true. Um, but to me, the Eagles, uh, in the media, it seems like they are viewed as, like, this unstoppable juggernaut that's just stacked everywhere. Um... And I don't, I don't view them that way. I think they're a good, solid team that played a bunch of mediocre to bad teams this year and beat up on them. Mm-hmm. And I just think they're very untested. They're very unproven, just haven't really been battle-tested in the playoffs at all. I mean, they just smashed these two, uh, you know, middling teams. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Eagles are a perfect example of they're going to beat bad teams really, really badly. Kind of like the Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah. When they face quality opponents, presumably, uh, they might struggle. So, my point is, I can see this game going a couple different ways. And we, we haven't really gotten into the X and O's matchups. I don't know if we'll really have time for that. But, I could see a scenario where Eagles come out and they get punched in the mouth early. They have a turnover. Mm-hmm. If the Chiefs come out hot and they go up two scores on them, how are they going to respond? Because they've not been in a situation like that all year long. They've not been they've not been losing to a quality opponent and have to come back all year long. Yeah. So how are they going to deal with that? How are they going to deal with it when it's like in the fourth quarter and it's go time and you've got to get a score right now? Mm-hmm. They haven't faced those situations. The Chiefs have faced those all year long with an injured quarterback for the playoffs. And now he should be mostly healthy. Um so again, I'm, I'm feeling way too confident. I kind of need you to talk me back a little bit here. I mean, the only things I'm going to say here, um, you know, we, we said it before, the whole Chiefs offseason was about avenging the Bengals' loss. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no one can't get up for the Super Bowl, right? Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, but also, in a way, last week was kind of a Super Bowl. I'll it, that is so true. Um, for one, and again, I'm, I, I hate how overconfident I'm feeling right now. I feel like the Bengals were a better team than the Eagles. Yeah. And I completely forgot what I was going to say. On, so <laughs> I'll hand it back to you. I'll um, you know if I think that. The other thing I'd say, you know, just kind of reasons for caution. And I think this actually goes both ways, but I'll, I'll just say for the Chiefs, nominally everyone's healthy. Like, a lot of guys with no designation. Yeah. Everyone practiced. The only one's me. Except for Except for have him. He's on IR. Everyone else. Even freaking Clyde is back. Should be good to go. Um, freaking Clyde. But, I mean, we are not that far away from seeing the same situation we did at the end of the Bengals game, where just we, we, we barely had an offense. It was, it was Patrick Mahomes limping around and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And MVS somehow, you know? Yeah. I just don't know if we can get away with that. If 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 we have some injured, some, some of those guys get re-injured or are less than less than eighty uh, percent, then we might have a hard time. Yeah, I, I think that is if we're to view like what situations would lead to a chief loss. That's certainly one of them. If we have like a whole plethora of injuries on the offense, mm-hmm. especially in the skill positions again, um, so that would be bad. If if Mahomes' ankle gets you know re-aggravated significantly. Yeah. Um, 
But, I mean, there's, there's always the risk of injury, well, you know? And this goes both ways. Jalen Hurts is banged up. His throwing shoulder was hurt heading he, into the playoffs. His, he's got a shoulder injury on his throwing arm. Yep. And it hasn't really been the same guy since. No. Which is a little bit like Mahomes a couple years ago. So, yeah. Well, um, wait, when did Mahomes have a shoulder injury? He was dealing with turf toe in that leading up to Super Turf toe, yeah. 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 People forget that. They do. Um, and their offensive line's banged up. Not as bad as the Bengals. But guys like, I think Landon Dickerson and Lane Johnson are both like, if this were a normal week, they'd be questionable. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I don't, I think they got all their starters in there. Um, yeah, but they're, they're, the Chiefs offensive line is probably healthier than the, the Eagles at this point. Yeah, that's my true. Okay, now, I've, I've talked some smack on the Eagles. Let me tell you why you should still be a little bit scared of them. Their offensive line, very good. Maybe the best in the league. Well, okay, definitely the best running offensive yeah. line. Yeah, it, it just a extremely good uh, rush attack yeah. throughout the whole year. So that is something to worry about. I mean, if if the Chiefs or if the Eagles defense, ah, let me start over. If the Eagles offensive line is dominating the line of the scrimmage and they can run the ball for like five, six, seven yards and pop consistently, that would be a problem. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, flip side, the Eagles defensive line, some really good pass rushers, Fletcher Cox, uh, Hassan Riddick, uh, who else the guy? Sweat, mm-hmm. sweaty, sweaty guy. Um, you know of any other ones? Randy Graham? That sounds correct. Yeah. Um, but they have a very good defensive line. I think they led the league in sacks this year. Um, so if that's another, you know, other side of the coin here, if the Eagles' defensive line is dominating our offensive line, like, you know, the Buck Super Bowl again, that could be scary. Yeah. Um, those are, in my opinion, the two main things that scare me. I'm not that scared of Jalen Hurts throwing the ball, um, running the ball worries me a little bit. And I'm not that worried about this Eagles' secondary or linebacker court, really. I mean, I think they've been good and they've been a veteran group, but, I mean, Mahomes, he... I said it before, he eats good defenses for breakfast, you know, especially when he's healthy. Yeah, I don't think there's anything about, this is weird to say, but there's not a lot about the Eagles that scares me that I wasn't more scared of with the Bengals. Yeah. Well, the Eagles, the, side of the, ball. the Eagles have no discernible weaknesses, really, outside of maybe you could say like a younger and inexperienced quarterback. Yeah. Well, but he played in the college football playoff, which is... Yeah, that the stakes are pretty yeah. freaking high there. As someone that doesn't watch college football, none of that happened. Actually, while we're talking about it, you know who had to pinch hit for Jalen Hurts in the middle of the college football national championship game? Oh, I know this one. Tua. Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. Think about that one. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Huh. But, yeah, I, I think, to me, well, I'm going to ask, do you have a comp for this team? Like a comparison? A team you think is similar, because I do, but I want to hear what you think. Hmm. Like their style, their strengths and weaknesses. I think it's the Titans. Yeah, no, that, that's it for me. Um, the not <coughs> this year's Titans teams, obviously. No, like. Previous year's Titans teams where they're built off running the ball, ground and pound, and hitting big play action chunk plays off of that to AJ Brown. They run, they, they literally run to set up the pass in that regard. Yeah. Again, yeah, A.J. Brown being the common denominator there. 
And on the other side, the Titans also had a really good defensive line with the secondary linebacker core that was a little more iffy. Yeah. Um, but we've seen the Chiefs versus the Titans. It did not end well for the Titans. The Chiefs seem to do well against teams whose identity is like ground and pound. I think about so. the, the Titans, uh, the Niners. The Ravens back in their heyday. The Ravens, yeah. The, the, every once in a while, there'll be teams that emerge uh, that have kind of an old-school makeup to them. And I think the media fawns over that pretty hard. I mean, I'm, I'm maybe part of that. I like that as well. Um, but see, that to me, that always looks a little better than it actually is. Well, here's the problem. That works really well whenever you're playing the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work quite as well when you're playing Andy Reid and the Chiefs and Holmes, and they put up, you know, 20 points on you in a quarter. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the main considerations in this game is if the Chiefs can get to an early lead or get to a significant lead, and I'm talking like two, three scores, mm-hmm. I don't know if Eagles really built to come back from that. The only team that has beaten the Chiefs that have this profile to me in recent, like, in the Mahomes era, I guess, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. Massive, massive asterisk on that. No offensive line. This year, we have an offensive line. We have a good offensive line. I'm not even sure they had that much offensive success against us. I think they just, like, we turned over ourselves to death in that game. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to revisit that too much. Everyone outside of Mahomes played pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, the de- that was not a good game for the defense either. Um, but no, I, I feel really confident. And the, uh, the thought that I kept coming to, and I felt vindicated because I saw Mitchell Schwartz, who's not a guy that's going to be blowing smoke up your butt. Mm-hmm. Um, he said something very similar today. Um, so I kind of want to repeat the thought. If, if the Chiefs cannot, not even win, if they can tie, the line of scrimmage battle on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, the Chiefs can win. They can win by a lot. It's just like if the Eagles dominate the line of scrimmage, then it can be a close game. Yeah, I don't I don't want I don't want to get too confident, but I mean I feel like the way you've seen both of those units play, I think it'll be at least a tie. Maybe, you know, I don't see either unit getting completely dominated. Especially on the defense, like our defensive line has been playing so well this postseason, and they just we got some dogs on that side of the ball. And mm-hmm. you got Frank Clark, Carl Aftis, Chris Jones, Stuff Nation, Kalen Saunders. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like those guys they may not win, and they're not going to dominate like they did against you know the Bengals uh, beat up offensive line. But I just don't think they're going to get bullied. Um, I'm a little more worried about when we're on offense and we're playing against those great pass rushers that the Eagles have. Yeah. I'm not worried about Creed. I'm not worried about Trey Smith. I'm not worried about Joe Tooney. It's the tackles. That worries me. If we're getting Orlando, Blount, Orlando Brown, I always have a hard time with his name, um, you know, matched up one-on-one, if we're getting Andrew Wiley matched up one-on-one, that would concern me. So, again, as long as the Chiefs – offense and defensive line can at least tie the line of scrimmage battle, I think we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not getting like just totally wrecked in like a you know game destroying fashion. No, I don't see it. I, I think mean, we'll be fine. You know, we're not dealing with a situation anything like what we did two years ago with Tampa Bay. No. I mean, we've upgraded the position and everyone's relatively healthy. Yeah. So
No worries there. Yeah. Not much worries there. Some worries. Some worries, yeah. man. Some worries. Um, so I kind of described my how I see this game going is really like the I think it's going to get decided on the line of scrimmage. Um, honestly, though, like even having said that, if we are just getting totally destroyed up front, Mahomes can make that work. You know, mm-hmm. if he goes like total Superman Mahomes, he can still make that work. Yeah. So I'm I'm sensing this game being either close if we're getting destroyed up front, or not very close if we you know time. What do you, what do you think? Do you agree? Disagree? Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of this game is going to depend on how the first quarter goes. Because mm-hmm. I could see a situation where the Chiefs get like a two-score lead and just kind of roll. Yeah. Uh, I could also see a situation where the Chiefs get down and the Eagles are able to run the ball the way they want to, and we have to really try to come back, which would be tough. Uh, this feels like it's kind of like the old Titans teams. By old, I mean before this year, mm-hmm. where they're they're both playing the lead and it's tough to come back against them. Yeah, yeah. It, Feels like the Chiefs have more room for error in that kind of matchup, which makes me feel good. But yes, I think getting up to a fast start would be very important for us. You know what's funny? I, I feel like we're back to rational football because playing the Bengals is just like so irrational. Like my, my the way I think about them and their potential to come back and the way that they just seem to have the Chiefs number. We were bringing a lot of mental baggage into that game. We were, yeah. Yeah, and now it's nice, you know, I'm not I'm not scared of Lou Enrimo. I'm not scared of. Well, I'm still scared of Jamar Chase. I ain't scared. I'm not as scared of Joe Burrow as I used to be, you know. But I, like, there's there's no one on that level on this Eagles team, you know. No one's no one's keeping me up at night. Yeah. Um, might I add? Now that it just came to me. I think this would be a really good game for Spags the defense to get very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, because Hurts' numbers, his EPA per dropback, I'm not a stack guy, but it's a good thing. Um, it drops a lot whenever he is facing four or more, no, excuse me, more than four uh, pass rushers. So what yeah. he's being blitzed by plus numbers. Which that's, that's how we rush the passer. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. and it, what you can't have happen is just let them march down the field, big, long drives. Yep. You know? Yeah. That's what they want to do. Don't let them play their way. Make and go after them is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Try to get them into negative down, getting behind the sticks. Uh, don't want them just matriculate down the field. And another really important thing, uh, a huge part of the Eagles' success this year, they are fantastic in short yardage situations. So you, it gets down to like fourth and short, or um, third and short, mm. or even fourth and like four, fourth and three, fourth and anything smaller than that, they're almost certainly going to be going for it. Because they have their like normal run game is really good, and they have like a QB sneak mosh pit type play that mm-hmm. is basically unstoppable. Yeah. I think even if he were fully healthy that the game like the play would be to make Jalen Hurst try to beat you with his yes. Get them especially get them into third and long as often as he possibly can. Especially if he's beat up. It's kinda like probably what the Bengals wanted to do with Mahomes last week. Except Mahomes is just crazy. Yeah. And I don't know if it's crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's going to be key to the game. Um, man, I just, again, I'm feeling way too confident. I need somebody to come in and calm me down a bit. But I just really think if Mahomes is healthy and on his game, I don't know how we lose. 
I don't know if I'm that confident. I mean, I'm not going to give you like, hold me back, hold me back. It's I want It's the Super Bowl, man. It's hard. You know, you know, we, we talk about, you know, the Chiefs, now that they are the Chiefs, getting everyone's best game every week. And, you know, every week is Super Bowl. Well, no, this is literally it. <laughs> Just real quick, I saw a hilarious comment the other day. Uh-huh. It was from a Salty Bengals fan, which is my favorite thing on Twitter now. Um, that's just to say a Bengals fan, really. Yeah, yeah. It, so someone was talking about the game against the Bengals, and some Bengal fan posted on there and said, "Wow, we were really their Super Bowl." <laughs> it's like, hey, guy, we're literally in the freaking Super Bowl right now, and also that was the AFC Championship game. Like that was a big game. It was, even if it's not the Super Bowl, it's literally the second biggest game of the year. So yeah, like, oh, we were their Super Bowl. Yeah, that was a big freaking game, and you lost. I think they're taking it worse than they're definitely taking it worse than Bills fans. Bills Bills fans look rational by comparison. Like this year or in general? The the Bengals are taking this loss very badly. Yeah. I mean the uh, Bills are in a rough way right now. I think, now I think well. the Bengals had kind of gotten into this we've arrived type of mentality. And I remember being there. Mm-hmm. I mean the, really to me this didn't really snap until the the Tampa Bay game. Yeah. Where, where I was just like, well, we're the we're the walking dog now. Yeah. And all these teams just lay down because we're the best. Uh, and I think now that I have lots of playoff experience as a fan, um, very very seasoned fan. Uh, and this, that's really why I'm not walking into this this game too confident, or maybe even I'm not walking into the game too uh, entitled. Is you just kind of try to appreciate how rare it really is. Yeah. To make the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's and, and how and how your team can still lose because the margins are so thin, even if you have a very good, consistently good team. That's very true. I'm talking about how like all these things have to happen for the Eagles to win. Yeah. Uh ball ain't round, you know? Yeah. It bounces different ways. Sometimes it you get a couple of bad bounces, you can get screwed. So yeah, no, you're right. That, all right, I, thank you. I need I need somebody to pull me back. You're welcome. Pull me I back. I was I was going at that uh, whatever the Eagles mascot is. I'm about to go punch him in his beak. So I need somebody to hold me back. I don't know the name of the Eagles mascot. It's I'm going to say it's Philly. Ah, no, nah, that's dumb. I don't know. That's a horse. Yeah, I don't know. Birdman. <laughs> that's that's all we had on uh, the Eagles mascot. <laughs> um, all right, before I completely derailed us, um, I do like the point that you were making about appreciating where you are. I want to make just a general statement about fandom, uh, specifically the Chiefs fandom right now. I've been seeing a lot of people, and I can understand this mentality, but I've been seeing a lot of people start comparing Mahomes to Brady, comparing the Chiefs' current, you know, run to the Patriots dynasty and being like, you know, ask, asking themselves, like, are we, is, is Mahomes on track to match Brady in the number of rings? Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of talk. Basically, like, legacy talk, except way, way, way too preemptive. Yeah. Um, my point that I'd like to posit, uh, that kind of cheapens the whole experience and kind of diminishes it if you spend your whole time Worrying about trying to catch the ghost of Brady and the ghost of the Patriots dynasty. Yeah. Um, man, just, just enjoy 
every big game for what it is. Enjoy every AFC championship. Enjoy every Super Bowl uh, that comes along. Just don't don't freaking worry about sitting there thinking like, oh, if we win more, we're thirty three percent of the way to you know the Patriots' rings. Yeah, I just think that's a terrible mentality because number one, you're almost definitely going to be disappointed. Like yeah. six rings, seven rings, it's insane. That's that's stupid. Mm-hmm. That should that should never happen. Um, and yeah, you can get all caught up in that and just kind of miss the appreciation for. Mahomes and for the Chiefs, for Andy Reid, the way they are right now. Yeah. So my point is just enjoy them for what they are. Don't be trying to catch anybody because that's just, it's not a fun way to go about sports in my opinion. Let me tell you about the Scott Pioli days, okay? Please do. Scott Pioli came in and it was, it was at the time a great hire. But like at that point, it was very clear that the Chiefs wanted to be the Patriots. We wanted to hire someone who was adjacent to the Patriots' success. We wanted to have, you know, kind of like a joyless disciplinarian atmosphere. We wanted to have consistent winning. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to compete, like, compete consistently for playoffs. But we modeled our franchise after another franchise. And it went about like anyone who tries to be the Patriots. It was terrible. And everyone involved got fired. I still don't want to be the Patriots. Yeah, I really appreciate that. You know, with with Reed and Mahomes, you know, we always wanted our own quarterback. When we finally have him, we always wanted our own team. Now we have teams that are trying to be the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and that's like the highest compliment you can pay. It's like, oh yeah, one day when my franchise grows up, like the Jaguars want to be the Chiefs, the Bills probably want to be the Chiefs right now. I mean, who would you know? Yeah. Um. So no, I I, I agree fully. There's one point here, you know. Like you said, it's not a stretch to say no. This, even if the Chiefs reach a dynasty, whatever that means, um, it won't be the Patriots and it won't result in six or seven rings or whatever. Yeah. And the reason for that, do I believe Mahomes could be as good as Brady? Yes. Do I believe Andy Reid could be as good as Belichick? Actually, yes. But this distinction is lost on people. Brady ran the offense. Belichick is a great coach, but he's a defensive coach. So you kind of had two all-time greats on opposite sides of the ball, creating one of the most balanced teams that can beat you in different ways. Mm-hmm. With Reed and Mahomes, they they are always going to have an amazing offense. I don't think we're going to see as well-rounded a team as the the, the Patriots were able to uh, to achieve. No, and I mean, it's not like the Chiefs are not a fairly well-rounded team right now. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's, it, it's always going to be about the offensive three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this year's defense is possibly as close to being, like, you know, even-even on either side of the ball. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a good point. My general thing was just, if you, if you spend your whole time chasing the number of rings, you're just setting yourself up to be unhappy. You know, yeah. If, yeah. if the Chiefs end up winning, like, three or four Super Bowls and you're like, Oh, but we didn't win six or seven like the Patriots. You're just going to be a miserable person. I don't think, you know? A couple things. One, I don't think that's real fans. I think that's your bandwagon fans. Uh, there's some out there. I'm not saying they're not Chiefs fans. I'm saying they're they're like Chiefs fans circa 2017. Yeah. If you got like Chiefs and like Lakers in your bio, yeah. get out of here. You're if, not a real fan. If fans. you remember Tyler Thigpen, you're, mm. you're the real one. Mm. You, you deserve Patrick Mahomes. Old Thigpen. Um... 
But no, that's just, and sorry, the other thing is the mainstream freaking sports media. Yeah. All about legacy, all about championship. He's got the rings. Yes. And, and that is the most joyless way to watch football. It is. Yeah. It's like if you, if you get the homes and you're like, well, he's not as good as Brady. Yeah. Okay. Like, like what, what do you want from me, if guy? You, if you, know? you appointed yourself that your role in, in sports fandom is to be the arbiter of who is the greatest and deride everyone you determined to not be the greatest. It's just like, why would you do that? It's like looking at, like, the Sistine Chapel and being like, yeah, this guy's good, but he's no Donatello, you know? Yeah. It's like, what? What are, you, what are you doing here, you know? Yeah. Just just enjoy enjoy this run, this golden age of Chiefs football, which that's what it is. I mean, we're looking at oh, yeah. the best stretch of Chiefs football that ever has been and probably ever will be in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, so just enjoy it. Don't be stressing out about trying to catch Brady and the Patriots. Don't get caught up in the legacy talks. These saying. people, they need to watch the movie Ratatouille and absorb this meaning that being a critic is pointless and that anyone can play football. Anyone can cook. Even Russell Wilson. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Chef Gusto comes on and like, not anyone can cook, but a cook can come from anywhere. Yeah. As in, like, from New York after getting punched in the face by the teammate. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Gino's the rat! That's what it is. <laughs> oh man, I do want to talk about the Broncos higher, but I feel like I want to save that for, you know, win or lose after Super Bowl. We'll have a long, fun offseason to discuss the Broncos foibles. Yeah, there, there's some other league stuff going on right now, but it just feels. It would feel wrong to talk about anything that's not related to, like, Chiefs and Eagles yeah. and Super Bowl right now. It's like we talked about, the other teams don't exist right now. Yeah, they don't. I don't care about Sean Payton. Never heard of. They'll exist on Monday, not today. Yeah. No. Um. All right. Uh. Any Any more thoughts before we move into like some final predictions for the game? Uh. It's just like we've talked about it a little bit. It's just got a totally different feel to me. It's not 2019. It's not 2020. Uh. It's 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 kind of like uh. I mean, if I if I've got to sum up my fan feeling right now, it's. We belong here, but we're not taking it for granted. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And that's a really it, honestly like this is. I feel like I'm. I'm. It's really gratifying to watch it in this in this way. Because I'm, I'm like sitting on pins and needles, like, oh man, is Andy Reid gonna win the big one? Is Mahomes, you know, can Mahomes win the big one? But I'm also not like these jabronis. We're gonna steamroll right over them. Or yeah. the Chiefs. Everyone's gonna like you know. And, and then if that doesn't happen, you probably get first. That's a good point, because there's such a big difference between, like, now and 2019, when we're, like, still all worried about, like, oh, can Andy Reid ever win the big game? Mm-hmm. You know, can Mahomes ever get a Super Bowl win? Can we finally get a Super Bowl in Kansas City for the first time in 50 years? It's like we've put all those to bed. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Um, do you remember whenever we were just terrified about having to play a, fo- a playoff football game in Arrowhead? No. Think about 2018 playing that Colts team uh, in the divisional round. They came to Arrowhead and everyone's just freaked out about like the home playoff curse. Well, there's a ton of bad juju around the Colts, but yeah. I mean, it, it's just crazy to think about where we were. We were like mm-hmm. shaking our boots back and to play the Colts in the playoffs at home. Oh no, we've lost so many games at home. So now we're just doing that stuff well, on the regular. And, and is it, I think it's still true. Mahomes has never played 
a road playoff game. Can't win on the road. <laughs> I guess if you want to, if you want to find something to critique, yeah, not, that is, not that road is road hilarious road. that he's never played on the road. Well, I mean, it had a road game in Tampa, but here's a weird one. Okay, everyone else is talking about this. Um, thoughts on the Chiefs uniforms? Um, white, white unis, red pants. My number one thought is I don't really care. Yeah. My number two thought, I I like the all whites, um, but not for a Super Bowl. That feels like a big. Big regular season type uniform. Oh, so only for the big games. No, for the for the I big mean. the big regular season games because they have such a different vibe. You know, that's the kind of yeah. game that you I think are like Chiefs Rams, um, kind of like the big mm-hmm. spotlight uh, prime time games. Everyone's yeah. tuning in the big show. That feels like the white on white uniform is that. Uh, for the Super Bowl, I want white and red. I think it's like yeah. I guess I like the the red tops, the home uniform better, um, but the the white with the red pants, that's fine. It's kind of like um, what you're going to wear to a relative's wedding, where it's like, well, you better like it because you're going to see it in pictures for a long time. It's kind of a good point. Like you can't. You don't. That's wanna, why <laughs> you don't want to wear red on red because uh, you want to be watching that Super Bowl highlights. The color matchup in the Super Bowl is something they keep getting into because our Super Bowl color matchups have been terrible. Yeah, that's true. Chiefs Niners. We played uh, two different teams that had some variation on like a brownish gold and a red. Yeah. Well, well again, like the dominant red versus the dominant red. Yeah. It's not a good look. So I'm finally, I'm so happy to be playing a team that has no red in their color scheme at all. Fortunately, we'll never have to play the Commanders in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that will matter. That's not a concern. Uh, yeah, this is a great matchup. This is a great matchup for Christmas. Red and green. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, I, I like the red pants. I still remember when the red pants were kind of new. It was like the, they they wore them back in the day. Oh really? And then back in the nineties, like the Joe, I, I don't remember Joe Montana, but like Elvis Gerback, um, Rich Gannon, all those guys, like the Marty times, they wore the white pants almost exclusively. And then like one game, they brought them back for red. This was like Tony Gonzalez playing or something. Hmm. I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Can you even think about it? If the Chiefs didn't wear red pants, all of a sudden they wore red pants, you'd be like, what? Oh, that's so cool. I guess so, yeah. But that said, I still like the, the white the white on white look is very very clean. I like that element of it. Um but if you got a team who's wearing white pants, I want the red pants. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I was I was worried that we we're gonna get white on white, because I don't want the white versus the green, I want the red versus the green. You know, yeah. I want the strong contracts. We got the red. The red is representing. Yeah. Alright. Um Should we get to final final predictions? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. You wanna go first or you want me to? I'm going to go with Chiefs 27, two field goals. Eagles 21. Hmm. Okay. Three tight ends. I think that's a reasonable score. That probably matches up pretty close with what the desert people are thinking. Seven mm, points. No, they, yeah. I mean, like, total points, yeah. Under over. What kind of sick Over under. What kind of sick or uh, bets on total points? Um. The dumb kind. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is a little bit here. I've been talking, talking down on the Eagles, saying they ain't played nobody, which they haven't. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my money, put my money where my mouth is. Put my mouth where my money is. Uh, I'm gonna pick Chiefs 31, Eagles 20. Hmm. With a late red zone fourth down attempt. 
fables. Chiefs knew wow. out the ball in the bank. Well, okay. So yeah, I'm I'm feeling the two two score victory. It just it feels like going to be that kind of game. Um, do you have an MVP pick? Well, okay. So to me, there should be like the Mahomes division and the not Mahomes division. Because Mahomes is MVP. Well, that's like I feel like Mahomes you can't really pick. Like that's yeah, that's that's like that's the most the, uh, the central square in the bingo card. You know. Oh, let's see. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Travis Kelsey. Mm. I'm really glad you picked that because I kind of wanted to pick him, but I had somebody else in mind as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you picked him. I think that's a great one because Kelsey, he hasn't like looked it or felt it at all, but he is starting to get up there in age. Mm-hmm. You know, we, all, we probably only got so many prime Kelsey years left. Yeah. So this feels like a good spot for him to get Super Bowl MVP. Plus, Mahomes, he's already got the league MVP, man. Calm down. I feel like Kelsey's got the chance to have. A massive game. He's got the name recognition. Yeah. Because, you know, like, if if Clyde went off in this game and had, like, 150 yards rushing, I still don't know if they'd make him the MVP, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your, what's the, your... the sports writers, they love, like, the older vet, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So that's a good one. What's your What's your choice? Um, This might surprise you a little bit. I'm going Jarek McKinnon. Um. Ooh. I do have some reasons. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been used a ton in the playoffs, uh, but got used a lot in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of touchdowns, uh, a lot of goal line opportunities. So I think he gets used in some of those key goal line spots, get a couple touchdowns that way. Um, I think this is a game where Andy Reid's really going to be digging into his bag with the screens. Mm-hmm. You know he loves a good screen to slow down that you know big, fast Eagles pass rush. So I think he pops a couple big ones on that. So I think he has big yardage, couple scores. I think he winds up with an MVP. Cool. Um, lastly, one weird thing that happens in the Super Bowl. Um, I'll start because give you some time to think of one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my one that I've been thinking about, and this is kind of related to how the Bengals game ended with like kind of redemption arc for several different dudes. You're gonna hate this, but. Here it comes. Clyde Edwards-Alaire makes a big, important play. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's like a fourth down conversion uh, or a touchdown or a key block. I don't know. So this is a positive impact play. Yes. Okay. Yes. In a good way. In a good way. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to roll out there for those, you know, Ronald Jones snaps, the like yeah. you know, three or four a game. And everyone's going to go, oh boy, here we go. And he's going to pop one in a big way. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's out there. It could be. I think you know. It'd be a real bummer if he's like inactive. Yeah. No, I think it could happen. Okay, let's see. I didn't give you much time to think of one, but um, I'm gonna go with the Eagles' rush for less than 100 yards. But that would be weird. Like total? Like are we counting QB? Yeah, yeah. Eagles rush for less than 100 yards. Yes, that's rare for them. That doesn't feel weird to me. Like a normal team, that's pretty normal, wouldn't it be? Yeah, but that's not their thing. Their strong rushing attack. Yeah, it's like the Ravens are rushing for less than 100 yards. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I was also going to go with like three Jalen Hurts interceptions, but I don't think they're going to pass that much unless they're down big. 
in which case that could be the way it goes. Um, let's see, offensive weirdness. Hmm. A little step on your thing here, but mm-hmm. something just popped in my head. Good. I really hope we get one or two like of the the uber wacky plays. You know, oh, the we're definitely the rosy. We're going to stuff. The the shift to Rose Bowl, right? That kind of stuff. Yeah, there's something like that cooking. Yeah, I hope we pull out one oh. or two of those in a big spot and it works. Behind the back pass. <gasps> oh my gosh! Now we gotta be you by. Know. We gotta be up by two scores. You know he does that in practice like all the time. <laughs> I've heard. And it's funny, I, I was I was hearing from some reporter the other day talking about how Mahomes will do this. And every time he does it, Kelsey always yells at him, do it in a game! <laughs> okay, here, here's another one. You ready? Yeah. Fourth down, tight end, pop pass. Tight end, pop pass. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. A tight end rather than, because rather than, we always do that. You know, the tight end sneak. Yeah. Right, and this is like no gray or someone comes along, snaps the ball, jumps up. Mm. Oh, sorry, I was thinking touch pass. No, thank uh, thank Demetrius oh, Harris passing yes. to Dontari Poe. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, let me think. No gray. Yeah. He used to be a quarterback. He's a white scope position player, so, so probably yes. <laughs> uh, that would be that would be awesome. Who would it go to? It's got to be someone like totally nondescript. Nick Allegretti. Mmm, that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> he had Sneak, sneaking in there as a, the uh, tackle eligible. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be his first touchdown reception, though. Oh, I'm sh- what? He he had a touchdown reception earlier. Oh, really? I remember not like in the playoffs or anything. I don't think, but there was there was some play. Um, I'm pretty sure it was. Ah, gosh, it was either him no. or Wiley. I can't so you're saying that's not weird enough. No, no, it, it's great because like he'd be in the Super Bowl, which would be wild. But there was some play where like we had a tackle eligible that just like rolled out there, and he was like the fourth or fifth read, like not even supposed to like look that way. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes just saw a wave in his hand, and just threw it. To him. The best version of this is uh, Orlando Brown. He was like six foot eight, just putting his arms up just above everyone else. Dude. That yeah. would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope sweet. things get weird. If the Super Bowl gets weird, the Chiefs are going to win. I mean, we play a lot of weird games, so yeah. we've got experience for it. All right. I think that's all I had. Um, any any final words for the people to put some good vibes on the universe at this big, big game? Uh, yeah. I mean, in a way, as fans, we've already won. Our team's playing in the Super Bowl again. Mm. So. Yeah. My final words, I'm just going to reiterate what I said earlier. Appreciate Mahomes for who he is. Appreciate this amazing run of Chiefs football for what it is. Uh, embrace, embrace whatever happens here, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and like try to enjoy this team in specific because I mean, as we see with Tyreek Hill leaving, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how long these guys are going to play together. I mean, think about it. The, the team who, who played and won in the 2019 Super Bowl is almost completely different than the team that is playing now. Yeah. That's a that's such a good point. I meant so to bring that up. We could be looking at you know like if even if the Chiefs make it back in five years, it could be a completely different team outside of like Mahomes and I don't know Nick Bolton. Yeah, like I was I was texting you guys earlier thinking about how like I view this as like we'll go for our second one, right? Yeah. Um, and for the the main guys, the coaching staff, that's true. 
But for the majority of these players, like the vast majority of them, really, they're still going for the first one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At least the first one with the Chiefs. Um, so, yeah, all these, all these young rookies, all these second year players, third year players, still after that first one. Yeah. So, I hope we pulled in, feeling pretty good. I, I'm sure, like, the instant kickoff happens, all of my confidence is just going to vanish. <laughs> like, the first, first down that the Eagles get, I'm like, crap, we're screwed. Because that's just kind of how my brain works. Yeah. We'll see. That's the fun. Um, so, I think we, we committed to win or lose. We're going to do a recap podcast. Yes. And you, you got to, listeners, hold this to us. Yeah. Because we are very bad about Chiefs lose. Check you later. We're just ghosting. Well, I think this this kind of reflects right how really... We unsubscribe from ourselves. Yeah. How really we we don't... Like, I don't know, the way that Bucks loss went, it just felt so like, I'm, I'm just done with this for a while. Yeah. Uh, Bengals, Bengals too. Bengals, Bengals lost last year too. Bengals might have been even worse. This you one, this the, one, yeah. The Bucks one, you had an excuse. The Bengals one, there was no excuse. I feel like as long as it's a game and we show up and we, we play them hard, even if we lose, I'll still feel good about the season, good about the Chiefs, and I'll feel like talking about it. Yeah, I think so. But you know what? I'm gonna feel even better if we win. So let's just do that. Yep. All right. One last go, Chiefs for the people. Go, go Chiefs. Chiefs. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.